You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome. This is Rabbi Francis Natak, and this is the fourth episode of my beta podcast series related to Parsha Shavuot, and specifically the Redeeming Relevance series on Parsha HaShavuot. Today's episode is the interfaith carcass and true isolation, finding the good in a bad situation and how that applies to isolation and what all of that has to do with this week's Parsha. So first of all, I have an interesting story. Some of you might have heard this story. The first Jewish text that it's found in is in what's known in English as Duties of the Hearts, more familiar in Hebrew as Chovatav Levavot, from Revibachia Ibn Pekuda. He says as follows, I'll read in Hebrew and then I'll translate for you. It says, so Rabbeinu Bachia tells a story about a what he calls a chassid, a pious man, who was walking along with his students and they passed by a dog carcass, a dead dog. And it was very smelly and the students started bemoaning and saying how difficult the smell was. To, the, to which the chassid, the teacher, said to them, that may be true. Actually, he doesn't say that, but that's understood. However, take a look at how beautifully white his teeth are. The students immediately understood the message and recanted and repented and understood that from every situation there one encounters, there's always something positive to be found. And we find ourselves in a difficult situation today, which we're going to speak about. And there is, in fact, I want to claim, as I did in the last episode, some things that we can benefit from. And if we can benefit from, all the more so should we benefit from. Now, before I get on with this, it's very interesting aside about this text. I call the title The Interfaith Carcass because this story appears in not only Jewish texts, but also in Christian and Muslim texts. Uh, Rabbeinu Bachia lived around the same time as a famous Muslim Persian philosopher called Il-Ghazali, and he wrote the exact same story about the same time. I can't tell you who wrote it first, uh, except Il-Ghazali quoted it as a story that was actually about Jesus and his students. So I don't know who got it first. In fact, there's an older Christian apocryphal text that also has the story and ascribes it to Jesus as well, but it's very difficult to know who had the story first. Presumably, this was a story that went around about different people, and Rabbeinu Bachia possibly or probably heard it without the authorship of Jesus and recorded it anonymously, as you heard in the quote. So that's an interesting aside for textual historians. It's an interfaith carcass in the sense that all three religions approved of this text as something that we should benefit from and learn from. That being the case, uh, you may want to understand that 
in spite of all the difficulties that we face, I'm not talking about the real difficulties, people sick and dying, which is obviously a tremendous tragedy in, in our community and, and throughout the world. I'm speaking about the day-to-day difficulties that most of us are encountering, staying at home, spending day in, day out, same situation, same four walls, same people, or in some cases, lack of people. And this is a difficult situation for all sorts of reasons. I need not go into uh, the difficulties that we all feel today, at least most of us who are not out in the South Pacific Island. I just read that Corona has not yet hit the South Pacific. So if you still are able to go out there, maybe that's the best place for us. But for the rest of us who are not able to travel to the South Pacific, we have to take advantage of the opportunities that the situation has placed in front of us. So what is there about this situation? Well, this is when we go into this week's Parsha, and we take a look about a very interesting halakha, a very interesting law about the Mitzurat Mitzurah, is the person who has this, what seems to be a metaphysical skin disease and the laws of which are explained in detail in this week's double parsha of Tazria and Mitzora. One interesting law is the fact, and it's a timely fact and timely halacha, that the Mitzora, the person who has the disease, who's uh, confirmed, actually, even if he's what's called musgar, if he's in quarantine, has to go into isolation. And that word isolation is a word that's become all too familiar to us. On the surface of it, one could see this as a punishment, both for the Mitzorah as well as for us. However, if you look into my essay this week, I'm not going to read it out to you. You can get it on the Jewish press. You can get it by subscription, redeeming relevance on the Parsha. In any case, Over there, I explain why this, in fact, is not viewed by this week's parsha, by the Torah, as a punishment, but rather as a cure, as part of the cure for the person. The person, in order to come to terms with the bad situation that he has reached, must isolate himself and internalize where he is in where he should be and where he wants to be. This is the ideal of proper personal growth through meditation, something that we all should be doing. Unfortunately, our times and human nature in general is such that we always want to be with people. Now, it's very interesting that even today in isolation, partly because of fast-paced society, partly because of social media, uh, communication in general, we are able to be with people even when they're not in the room. And the truth is, once we get used to such a situation, that continues in our minds, whether our computers, our cell phones are interacting with other people or not, we're constantly interacting. We're in conversation with others. We're in communication with others, hopefully of a profound nature, sometimes of a not-so-profound nature, and all sorts of things in between. But be that as it may, we're constantly involved with others and we're not alone with ourselves. Our situation, not for everybody, I know there are people out there 
uh, young parents and even older parents with a house full of children where there's not an extra moment for yourself. I'm not speaking to you because in your case, uh, that is not the opportunity that's placed in front of you. But for many of us who are more alone than we're usually found to be, this can be turned into an opportunity to understand that isolation, that true isolation, which is a state of mind, it's not a question of being alone, but it's a question of being with oneself, right? Not being alone, but being with oneself alone. Um, that situation is a therapeutic situation that allows us to tr truly think about where we are and where we should be to identify the problems that we have and introspect and think about where we want to go. That is something that we can do. And that is something that the Torah, I would say, recommends highly to all of us. So that's it for today's episode. And I urge you to pass this on if you like it. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.